This is it. On the 30 meter line, they're going to take it. They're going to take it soon. Pierce to the 30. They run for a try now. It's come down to Graham. Back to the middle. It's found Minicello. A long range shot from Anastasia. He's got it. Oh, what a kick. He got a kick. Hello and thanks very much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Irish NRL show. As always, it's myself and Tash. How are you, mate? Not too bad, big man. Rest and relaxed after the weekend. Yeah, it was a it was a relaxing weekend for myself now. Good. Good. Deserved. I know. Um it is starting to really heat up. We have two rounds left in the regular season, so Look, without much further ado, I think at this stage, ye all know the layout of the show. hasn't fluctuated much, but we're going to kick off with the power rankings. We stack top and work down, and I tell you, there has actually been a, little, a fair bit of change this week. But not in the top two. <laughs> not in the top two. Um, so that's where we start there. Panthers and Broncos are clear-cut one and two. Broncos the boy of the weekend. Panthers had a convincing enough victory, um, although they kind of laboured at the start. But yeah, not good performance from them. The Warriors in the back of four in a row were sliding up to third. The Knights just can't be ignored anymore. Seven in a row. And I, we kind of had thought maybe the wheels would maybe come off. Yeah, I against think tipped it as a, yeah, as, a, as a sort of a bogey game from this week. Yeah, sort of. But the was wrong. Proof was wrong, colossally. Um, as a result, then the Storm dropped two places. That might seem harsh because they did get the win, but... They laboured to a victory against the Dragons. Only kind of came clear last time. Yeah. Um, in sixth and seventh, the Raiders and Sharkies are unchanged. Just tipping. But we cannot ignore the drop off in the performance of the Bunnies any longer. So the Roosters are up to eight. Had the Cowboys won on the weekend, they would have pushed up to eight. But they stay in their perennial home of ninth, it appears. Hmm. And the Bunnies slide all the way to tenth. Um, and you can't unlock the damage that that's doing there to them. No. Um, and then look, we, we, we're, we're going to discuss them in greater detail later on in the show. Then, look, Para are kind of another side in a bit of free fall. So we've, we've pushed them into 12th. Manly, I know they lost on the weekend, but we thought they put up a far better performance than Para. Um, they went down uh, to the Warriors, and it was very much nip and tuck. Yeah. Ball of two wingers there. So, Manly push up to 11th, Power in 12th. The Titans remain where they are in 13th, as the Dolphins in 14th. But the big movers and shakers this week is the West Tigers. One spoon. Who push up to 15th, uh, which also pushes the Dragons and the Doggies down one place respectively. So, the Dragons now 16th and the Doggies at 17th. So, that's the power rankings for this week. Uh, we hope it doesn't come across as too reactionary, but I think given how movable it is going to be over the last two weeks one victory one loss yeah especially with only two games to go like can drastically affect not just you but the sides around you um, so we have to um, factor that in so now the main crux of the show bear with me now as well because the timing device is new um, so I need to just figure this out Professionally prepared as per usual. 
Okay, big win for the Tigers on the weekend. In Benji's first, is this a false dawn or is it the start of something or is it maybe just a bit of relief with Tim Sheehan's left? It's the same with sort of every change of a head coach maybe. Mm -hmm. You get that. No, it, it was a good game and all. It wasn't, they didn't win convincingly like some of the teams that say, like when Titans came out after, they, they, they put a good performance on whoever they played after Holbrook got the sack. Like. So, but I think the Tigers are that much of a sham that the future <laughs> is a little bit clearer, if mm. you get it. Mm. Like they're going to put Benji in. Now, supposedly the chat was that they're actually thinking Benji's a bit too fresh, <laughs> that they're looking for someone just to, to fill that void. Or maybe what he should do is probably get an experienced assistant coach I think mm. and just to, to talk things through or two or three not that it's friends or ex-players they played with I think he needs a bit more leadership in his, his backroom staff than he has do you know who would have been fantastic there but they missed the boat with the Diddy Dally Holbrook yeah definitely would have been phenomenal there um, but I'm just waiting for a sort of a a, a NRL top job to come available yeah but two like years he, get Benji up to speed and then he's yeah especially with that roster even like we've said it a few times with that roster like you put that down on paper you think they should be going much better than they are absolutely because like all those players say so let's just look at Appy um, Papali for example like they're huge misses for their I know Penrick look they're a machine but you, if you watch the games closely you can notice Appy's absence mm. for Penrith and the lack of someone like Papali in Para has been crucial this season yeah you like Para's a, a massive sort of like that loss for Para has been massive huge like they, they don't they don't do they don't have the breaks or say the breakouts they used to have like the breakaway mm, like no. line breaks and stuff like that you don't see that in their games as much that's a clear example now I honestly think Tigers are using them not as well as Incorrect. they should yeah yeah, yeah. So. yeah it was like I'm basing the power of that roster not just on how they play for Wests but how their absence has been felt on yeah on other teams like, um, yeah no definitely I think as you say hopefully this is a, a turning in the tide of how bad it is now poor uh, Luke Brooks did a parking shot there the, over the week saying He's been there that long that it's just the way it is, but he actually doesn't know who caught the shots, which is a bit of a, anyone signing for that team. <laughs> it's I think he has the right to say it for a fella that's been there that long. Absolutely. Um, nice new time. Um, yeah, look, I think we've we've mentioned it. I think a billion and one times. Mm. Probably not going to change until Pasco sees the sees yeah. games. Yeah, and supposedly his all the job security was yeah. which is not great I need to be live on a fire right here <laughs> yeah so the next one then is the, the roosters can the roosters make the top 8 um, I know I put just one question mark for you I think you like 2 or 3 of my power of answers uh, with a convincing win at the weekend at all like 34-12 although like the Eels are probably the team that you probably want to play at this minute and time the way they're tracking but I just feel that of the say that chasing pack yeah that clump of teams up there at the, at the top I just think that the, the the roosters are just turning the corner maybe 
I know I think Teddy got upgraded in his concussion to a grade mm. one so he's out for 11 days which is not the news you want to hear but I feel that um, they're sort of going well I think uh, a class example is the prop there that came back from the Lindsay stiff Collins. Lindsay Collins is he's arguably been their player of the year since the origin and him coming back I think he's he's been the leader of that team then I think anything he does is unbelievable and he just does his job so well like yeah. like I suppose like you look at their draw at home look obviously they've gone three in a row some like, decent victories there like they beat the Dolphins they beat Manly and they beat Parham the weekend they play West next weekend yeah so that, that could answer my first question um, but then they play Souths and just the way Souths are tracking I just think that's going to be a it's going to be a do or die game and you can definitely see like I would say seven down yeah. seven up sorry see, those sides I'd be comfortable enough saying that they're going to make the final yeah yeah I think that they've enough done I, like, I don't see the Sharks like mathematically the Sharks and the Raiders can be caught hmm. but they have to lose out and the other sides have to win out yeah um, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot that has to go wrong for them to sort of drop out like so you're looking at one into three basically Bunnies, Cowboys and the Roosters I just feel like it's probably advantage Roosters um, and the only thing that could swing this is the Cowboys play Pan- Panthers on the last game of the season and they yeah, which could I, as you say, have the queue in the rack yeah, um, I think with the draw that they have I just think that the Roosters are in a better advantage than the other two the only thing I'll have a quick look and see if I can get it up is points difference because I was looking I was actually looking I was actually laughing uh, and I shouldn't be at our points difference because we are I think it's minus 108 Raiders yeah but uh, I think that the, the, there's talk of, I know he got ruled out for this game Sammy Walker but I think next game I think him and Crichton are available which is a massive game I think yeah the one thing in South's favour they have they have a positive points difference right uh, whereas the Raiders are minus 62 so even on points like if the points are the same at the last day yeah you l- beat them by fucking like a lot is gonna well look they probably can't end on the same points yeah. uh, it sort of just shows you how tight the whole fucking like unlike the top two everyone else behind them has been so close or competitive in the league this, this year that we have a finish that come out of two you actually don't know who can make it yeah look there's a lot of pressure on like Bunny's on a bye this week which is mm. probably huge for them they've got serious man like, I don't know what way. they got real early buys and then a late one yeah which their draw was really in their favour and they still messed it up and look let's, let's not look I know when you, the time has gone there but there was points of the season where we thought they could seriously challenge penalties. Oh, definitely. After the rooster sort of like my favorite was if like I think everyone's sort of favorite in their head. Like if you were just thinking straight down the line, if you had to put money on it, it was the Panthers. Mm. But my f- second one was like the Roosters because the way they were going and sort of the team they were playing in. After the Roosters had the shocking sort of start to the season, mm. it went straight to the Rabbitohs. Like. Yeah. Some of the games they were playing at the beginning of the year, they were tearing up trees. Like. I think when when Dimitri's had that chat with Latrell and he came back and mm. played some serious rugby, but uh, and Lachlan Lilly has looked brilliant in the start of the season and he's kind of maybe regressed. 
But then two players like we named there have haven't haven't really stood up for at a time that they need it. Yeah. Um speaking of a bloke who probably stood up on the weekend, um I suppose look I'm, I'm giving a rap to a bloke who rarely gets it. Mm-hmm. I thought Jay Garth abuse he gets put Schuster to absolute shame at the weekend. I know he lost, but I thought he really did his job. And considering the varying contracts, and given there's been a few, not off the field issues, but maybe behavioural issues with Schuster, like, should Manny avoid kind of sunk cost fallacy here and just move off Schuster now? Because they have some big pieces mm, tied up, tied up in big contracts, mm. and they can get a bargain in Jake Arthur, who, like, I know it's a small sample size we have given. Kind of the the halves dominance and power of Dylan Brown and Mitch Moses, but I think you could get level here, like Jamal Fogarty level, mm-hmm. out of him consistently. On the thing about it is like, that many hundred like Josh Schuster is a six. So what's the sixth role in the, in the game? You're not the main playmaker. No. You come in and you have to run the ball. What did he not do at the weekend? Run the ball. Yes. I think he had zero runs mm. on the board. Mm. I think two touches, seven tackles, one error or something like that, I've seen. But for a six to come in and think he's the main, why you have, you're playing outside DCE, yeah. it's like, pull your head in the ladder. Well, I don't know if I necessarily agree with the six not being the main one. Like, I know it's probably changed it since he announced the move to the Bunnies, but last year Jack Whiten was our chief playmaker mm. so your six can be but you didn't have a seven but Jamal Fogarty last year this year he had him last year as well was he there last year yeah oh. so you can like dictate and stuff um, I suppose I just think that like you're better off with the skill set he has like most I'd say all forwards would love the skill set Josh Hushner have probably Josh Schuster would love to have some of the, the heart and determination yeah. some of the ter- 13s that they have at the least he's had so I think he needs to really look in inwards and see I don't think 6 is his position no, I don't know how many times you can ask him to look inwards because he, like remember all the storylines he didn't go to the World Cup because he wanted because to yeah, like that was that was the positives like but yet mm-hmm. I think there's rumours that DCE had to put him in 2 or 3 times a training mm-hmm. and say get on that treadmill mm-hmm if you're going to be the player that this money is yeah which it's not it doesn't bode well and sometimes players can't get down to that way it's like I think his body type and stuff like that would be very hard you see the thing is he did get down to that way and then he ballooned it again so So that's just yeah that's an attitude that's an attitude yeah but look I'm not a fan of Josh Schuster (laughs) at half back I'm not a fan I think if there's other players, other positions that would suit him down to the ground, I think 14 or 13 suits him down to the ground. Okay, so the next one then is, after Bronco signed uh, Payne Haas last week to his, I think it's four-year contract, Payne Haas has become the agent <laughs> for the Broncos that they needed and has sort of urged his teammates like Reese Walsh and Ezra Mann to follow his footsteps to resign with the club. Uh, I think it was a great sort of business to get that done like four four years ultimately you're going to have two quiet years 
and then the question is going to come up again I think with Payne Haas I think it always I'd comes up say two years has given him a lot of credit um, yeah I did see that yeah uh, so I think Israel Man's contract ends or he can get attention on November the 1st and Reese watches is next year yeah but I think Israel Man is only on 24 or a half, quarter like of a million rookie, a rookie yeah contract. a rookie contract which he's going to get a lot, of, a lot of eyes on him especially the year he's having this year like if yeah. of all years to have why not blow out your contract deal <laughs> it is potentially the uh, like the biggest turnaround in a contract if that's it you're, you're in trouble I think Broncos yeah, like, I, don't, I don't mind paying as your man because he's come in he's never caused any issues no he's played above and beyond and he seems to be a good bloke the only thing about it is I wonder would he sign say a two year contract because he only is 20 years for less money and then with or two year with the, a third year extension option and up your money like yeah like you hope there's a bit of business and a bit of say let's see what we do this year there's, there's also a, a key element to this which complicates things is that Adam Reynolds is not getting any younger yeah and how big do you have to go to replace him? Yeah. Like, huge fan of Ezra Nam, but would you be comfortable in Ezra Nam without Adam Reynolds and no, a league average so. half? No, I don't think so. So, that's a confusing one. Reese Walsh, you 110% have to sign him, probably have to pay overs on. But he's on a half million now, so how much overs are you talking? Yeah, I, Is he another million pounds? <sighs> or 80? That's, that, this is the reason I have an issue with paying half. half. You're taking up money that other teams and other players in other teams probably took unders to try and keep players around them. The money you paid Payne Haas as for his position, that is a rebuild contract. Mm, yeah. That is a doggies looking to get some that's a dolphins looking to get some star power. I know they don't need to rebuild, but you know what I mean is in like entering the league. That is a rebuild contract for forward and just think they've lost enough and um, there's also a story with Corey Oates who yeah, got was very disrespected disrespected by the offer yeah. which I guess not being happy seeking more money but to come away disrespected yeah to feel that yeah all the stuff you've done for this club when the club was on mm. a, a downer mm. and arguably he was probably yeah uh, every every Week like he was probably their best player and for not, a long time. Not even on a downer, he was brilliant the year they got to the final mm. as well. But look, but you can't like I think then when was that? Twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. You're talking eight years ago. Yeah. Long serving. Yeah, yeah. Long serving like, but I think yeah. with some of the talent coming up behind him, mm. I don't know if he. He might feel disrespected, but you might be a bit. Disillusioned as well with the team that you have around you. He doesn't strike me though as that type of bloke. No. Like bear in mind he was he he played second row for a year for them. And he died though. Yeah, he but he's blowing up. But he's still years. prepared to do oh, it. Oh yeah, definitely. Look, um, man, moving on. I suppose look, we can we we have to talk about the bunnies this week. We have to can't ignore them. But look, we we got to argue about the eight tackle incident and. Look, I get it, it's poor officiating and it's got plenty of headlines, but I do not think that realistically, I know it was, I think it was 12-4 when it happened. 
happen. I don't think that's the key talking point here. I think that the bigger worry, not just in this game, but in, in the season, is Trial's kind of brain snap. Mm-hmm. And, like, I know you've brought up the Roosters already and we've talked to it, but, like, has that potentially cost the Bunnies their season, given he's lost an awful lot of time this year? It's, it's strange. It was such a, say, like, the incident in itself, it wasn't hard. It was petty. It was such a petty thing to do. You could have just threw the arm over and say, grab him by the head or something. But to come in and tuck the elbow and, like, you didn't even hit him, in all fairness. I think Fursell was looking around going, what? It's the big hoopla, like. Mm. But uh, it just shows you that when they didn't say, appeal it, he must have said, I meant it, like. But it's a very hard fucking thing to say that he didn't mean it and go and appeal it and lose two games. Mm-hmm. which is ridiculous because if they're on a bye this week he he's out for the next week is it so it's two weeks without mm-hmm. him sort of like mm-hmm. um, I just think it's a, just a brain fart I think your man he's took his head in I think there was a video that came out as well that he was uh, shot from a beer at Luke Combs the week before like so it's it's all sort of <laughs> it's all loading up him a little bit yeah he, he, like look he's a very easy figure to get targeted by the media I don't think that's I don't always agree it's right but like, he commands headlines a minor infraction from the trial is worth an awful lot more than a minor infraction from anyone else it seems at times so I do kind of feel he's harsh done by at times he but does have the sort of blue eye treatment as well though that he will snap back at media so I think they think he's an easy target yeah. you get because you get another headline out yeah you get a reaction but he also has this in his game like you look at the instance with Joey Manu and stuff yeah last year and stuff just it's the wheels have kind of come off this season especially when you read the headlines that the reason um, Sam Burgess left is because the players were showing Sam Burgess more respect than Dimitri so he actually felt it himself that he had to step away. The club kind of more that said, "This is the way look, we're going." Yeah, look, I think we probably need you to, to move off, Sam. Thanks for everything. You're always 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 welcome back. But in the interest of bettering the squad, mm. so it just it's not looking good for the bunnies. Really no, is definitely not. Um, what I say is that I, before I came on, I looked at the NRL three sixty like, and they went very hard at the trail. And not at the incident itself, but as actually his effort in the game, where we sort of have an image in our head about fullbacks in the NRL, and they're all action all mm. all the time, and they picked two or three clips like, and it didn't bore them in a good light. No. It was there was one that they made a break down the wing, as I was saying, and normally a fullback would just straight up the middle, waiting for a kick in. The winger got to the kick, mm. and the trial was still in the halfway line walking. Yeah, I suppose just to quickly come back on that point, like compare that footage to like and let's look at that footage and let's look at Latrell, who's a man who was probably the first name on an Origin team sheet, and let's look at in comparison to someone like Dylan Edwards, who is all action, is all action, all effort, and arguably should be playing Origin. Yeah, it's not a good look. But I think that's our problem with New South Wales players. I think they don't understand what an origin player is mm. because if Dylan Edwards was up in Queensland and he was going and one of these boys dropped off 
Reese Walsh or Ponga, he would be the third man in. He probably Agony. would have been in before Reese yeah. Walsh. But uh, look, speaking of Dylan Edwards, yeah, we're talking about so. I think he sort of blew off the last contract. I think he 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 hasn't accepted the say the most uh, recent contract by the by the Panthers. But where do you think maybe the three landing spots that he might end up in, or what would be best suited for him? I I as we said, there's plenty of teams out there that has the money to get him. But yeah. where do you think would be? Your best bet, or where do you think he uh, would be best performed? Look, Hart to me says Hart and Bella Head to be honest with me says like he, he he's a, strikes me as a one club man. Yeah, I think so. I don't think he's gonna gonna move, but I mean, places he would excel that have money, he would excel up in Redcliffe under Bennett. He is a Bennett guy, um, and who have they playing for back? The Sacco. Like he he's proven he can play centre and wing. McCorry as well. Like yeah, they don't so have an out and out. An out and fullback, mm-hmm. so easy move there. Um, it always seems like the easy suggestion, but it makes sense because for geographical reasons he could work in Canterbury. Yeah, yeah, true Canterbury as well. I just think they have to sort out sort of why they signed Stephen Creighton. Yeah. You know that um, way, and he's close enough to him that if he says, "Look, I think I'm gonna play fullback. I don't think Edwards is going near that fucking." And the last place I would say he's done a stirring job this season, but he's not fullback. Camp. They potentially have money now. I know there's rumors now that Jack White is reconsidering his <laughs> decision, but look, I still think he's gonna go through with the with the money's move. I think that's just you know a reflection of where both sides are at the minute, but. Um, I think given we moved off chance because we wanted Xavier Savage fullback and he has not played any minutes you have to kind of be concerned as to what his future is at the club yeah like, and, like longevity is a major thing on these players like, mm. and how you how you sort of set up for the week more than anything mm. and I wonder if you could took a look into what his preparation for games is say it's meticulously mm. and that's the other thing as well is like he's he arguably to me is a more valuable fullback than anyone else because he probably isn't going to get picked for New South Wales squad but you're getting an origin calibre fullback that doesn't play origin yeah you're getting an international fullback yeah, that doesn't play international it's like, yeah. yeah and if you can get the contract done now yeah before, the before he has a represent yeah. like it's just well, I think Raiders Raiders you, as you say like I think they have the money mm. They don't have an out and out one, no. And he would make it make a stance on that. I think he would, and he's he's kind of that. He could be that cultural leader that you're probably gonna miss out on when Croker like Croker's retiring. So Mm. he could be that cultural yeah that you need figure to because one thing like not to to be biased here, but one thing you would have to say looking at the Raiders roster is Ricky continuously overachieved with them yeah. by getting them into the finals and especially when sort of they're in Can- uh, Canberra like nobody really wants to go to the capital yeah so he's still doing a, like a, a serious job with mm-hmm. a team or players that probably should be in other teams but they just <laughs> I think it's Ricky more than anything like yeah yeah so and now, I think I have a feeling that he will sign for 
the fans. Yeah, Hart, 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 both kind of say he's a one club man. Yeah, like I know after three premierships maybe do you really need another premiership? <laughs> you know that one? But then you look at it I could have five or six or who's the record like that's and that's you know true, that? but then there's obviously elements too of no one else took a chance on him. Yeah, true. And look at how he's repaid them, so yeah, look. Last point for me, and I don't know if we're gonna get the full three minutes out of it, but I just wanted to bring it up. So obviously last week post recording, the news broke that Davide Pange Jr. is retiring to focus on a career in boxing. The reason given is he just doesn't feel like he's reached his potential and he doesn't want to play if he can't reach his potential, which to me is the biggest load of pony. Did you see the one he said today? Which is what? His mammy and his daddy made him play rugby. He never wanted to play rugby. I believe that, right? <laughs> because I was a, uh, an islander, I was big and able to run over people that my mother said I'd be good at. boxing payloads are slim yeah they're, but they're slim as well like yeah. he'll have to like he's going to have to start something I don't know even what his contract is like but he's on a good like it's, it's I, think size, I think it's 3 million he's, he, over the next 4 or 5 years he's yeah so next year yeah he's, he's, he's getting away with second and there was no payout for the like it was him that mm. came to the, the doggies with it which is I think it's madness like but how much of money you want to get in boxing like well it's it's purse dependent it's there's undercards like he's not going to be headlining cards like, or anything you could be brutally honest and you could say he's underperforming for the doggies this year he's getting paid regardless yeah like you underperforming a boxing fight you Monday. lose yeah, you turn up on Monday you get half your purse like and get your head battered off you yeah um, yeah I just I think follow that with a bit of interest I think there could be a "Quote unquote stunning U-turn uh, this off season <laughs> to get out of somewhere though. Yeah, no, it's interesting. I don't think he'd be that long off the game if no. it goes bad poorly. I just yeah. think that he's it's a it's an excuse. I think could be an agent driven. Yeah, yeah. Um, get out of the Canterbury side that's not doing well and see what's around available. Yes, um, but look, I just wanted to flag it. I don't think we need to over discuss no. it. So no. just keep an eye on it. Though. Yeah. So then the last thing is we're just going to look at each team's best and worst finishes with two rounds to go. So we're going to start with Panthers. Uh, Pippen, first place, forty points, seventeen wins, best possible finishes first, worst possible finishes second, which is not too bad. Uh, Brisbane Broncos then current position is second, forty points, seventeen wins again. Best position is is first. Worst position is second, and likely to finish second. Uh, New Zealand Warriors then, so they're in position third. They've uh, Georgia Lawar and the Dolphins away the last two fixtures. Best position is to f- finish in third then. Worst position is to finish fifth, so just outside the fourth. Uh, Melbourne Storm then fourth now. Uh, Gold Coast and Brisbane the last two. Best position third. Worst position 17th, so they are safe in the top eight. Mm. Uh, Cronulla Sharks again, so they're fifth today. Uh, fifth, yeah. So they have Newcastle Knights and Canberra Raiders in the last two. Best position, 
finish third if they win the two and some of the lads in front of them fuck up and then the worst position then is eight so they're safe in the top eight as well which is good Canberra Raiders your team so the sixth um, finish so Broncos and the Sharks so best position is fourth worst position is ninth yeah positive points difference positive points difference so we said that earlier on so now you hope well Brisbane and Cronulla Sharks it's tough two tough games for you I think that's if we, if we go down to this like we just keep a, keep a, a memory of who they're playing mm. is the one which yeah. you have to so then uh, Newcastle Knight are in 7th uh, playing the Sharks and the Dragons uh, best position is 4th worst position is ninth, which is the same like, mm. so you're thinking 8th ninth. Uh, then the Roosters on 8th they have a bye and then Sydney Roosters at the end so best position is 6th worst position is 10th uh, North Queensland Cowboys, uh, Dolphins and the Panthers, the last two games. Best position, they can finish on sixth. Worst position, they drop two places and finish twelfth. Likely to finish tenth. Uh, South uh, Sydney Roosters, West Tigers, and South uh, Rabbitohs at the end, as we said. Best position, sixth. Worst position, twelfth. I'm tipping them to finish seventh. I think. I just feel that they, they're going the right way about it. And they're getting a few players back. I know Teddy's out for one game, but I think he's going to come and, and shut the lights off around those in the last game, I think, to get them into it's that. It's much watch anyway. That's going to be... I think that's That massive, feels yeah. feels like win and go home. Yeah. Win, win or go home. Sorry, not win and go home. Yeah. Um, so, so Parramatta Eels then are in 11th. Their next game is Panther Panthers, and then they're on a bye. Best position is 9th, so they're out of it. Yeah. And then worst position is 12th. So more than likely, they're going to finish 12th, I think, with the Panthers. They might win the bye and then get knocked out by the Panthers. <laughs> uh, Manly Seagulls then at 12th. Uh, they finish on the Bulldogs and the Tigers. So their best position, uh, best finish is ninth. So they're completely out of it. Mm. Worst position is Yeah, Eels he is down is, is gone. Yeah, so you're talking Gold Coast then. They play Storm and Bulldogs. Best 12th, worst 15th. Dolphins play Cowboys and Warriors. Best 12th, worst is 15th. You'd like to see them... If they could take a scalp in that, like the Warriors or something like that, I know to play the Warriors at home, the Dolphins, so that'd be an interesting game to see. I know Wayne Bennett will try and finish the season with a result somewhere along mm. them lines. Uh, 15th then is the Bulldogs, Manly Sea Eagles and Gold Coast Titans. Uh, best position is 13th, uh, worst position is 16th. I think they're going to finish 15th or 16th. Uh, then the Dragons at 16th, Newcastle, oh, they're playing the Warriors and Newcastle Knights. Uh, as we said, they could... Best position, they can only go to 15th, one up. Worst position, they can drop down to 17th. Uh, likely to finish where they are at 16th. Like. And then West Tigers, South Sydney, oh, Sydney Roosters, Manly Eagles. Best, they can only go one up 16th. Mm. And then they're definitely probably going to pick up the Wolves. Then, I think. I'd love to see them finish 16th though. And then who would drop down though? The Dragons. The Dragons. Yeah, actually, yeah, because there's only the Dragons because the Bulldogs can't drop because they can no, only drop to 16th. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see. There's a few games in that, like they have a few. Uh, I just think the Dolphins playing the Warriors, maybe and stuff like that. It'll just give it a little jostle up into, because some of these teams won't go quietly into the night. I no, think. no, it's, I it's, it's about the culture. Yeah, now. they're they're more respect for themselves that they'll they'll put up a performance in the last two games, yeah. especially if there's a home fixture. They yeah. won't want to lose there. Yeah. Um. So moving on, round 26 matchups. Uh, first 
a Bunnies on a boy. Obviously, just flag that. And then the first game on Thursday, the so-called best in the West derby. Um, pa- Panthers host the Eels 10.50 on Thursday. Panthers open up at $1.11. The Eels open up at $7. Uh, don't bore you too much and try and convince the much like, Eels yeah. are going to win. But look, it is a derby. It is, in terms of since they started out, Panthers 26 wins. The Eels 24. Um, and the last match they played was in round four of this season. And the Eels did beat them 17 points to 16. I think the Eels are going a bit worse than... A lot worse. So, yeah. look, I think it's fair to say the bookies aren't going to be wrong on this one. No, definitely not. Uh, first game then on Friday, August 25th. Uh, the Warriors take on the Dragons at Go Medium Stadium. Uh, the Warriors open up a dollar 40, oh, 14 to the Dragons 550. Um, as you, I think the Dragons didn't go too well there or they didn't go too bad there last no. week Like, and I think the Warriors have it in them like only four are tackling the air that wasn't a tackle in the air the Warriors got away with it mm. last week so I think this I think the odds aren't as I think, I think the odds aren't as much as the, the bookies are giving I think the Warriors or the Dragons could upset them but I just think at home, the way they're tracking, I think yeah. it's going to be tight. I think I think the Dragons have the ability to push them all the way. Just coming into this sort of last two rounds with a bit of fucking say respect on the team, like I think that the Dragons. But I think the Warriors, I think eight points. Yeah, at home. yeah, very pure momentum on that one. Yeah, the second game on Friday, eleven o'clock. Queensland from Suncorp, the second. Uh, Dolphins Cowboys matchup. Obviously, the Cowboys. Uh, sorry, the Dolphins won. Uh, previously round six, thirty-two points to twenty-two. I think both sides are vastly different in terms of form and firm in terms of players available, uh, than they were back then. I also think the Cowboys need to win. Yes. So I think I'll back the Cowboys from this, but I, Dolphins aren't going anywhere without a fight. I mean, yeah. been tracking especially in Suncorp. Oh, especially in Queensland Derby, when when will have them fired up? Yeah, no, I think uh, Cowboys might just have enough of them, but I think that will be exceptionally close. A mm. uh, first game on Saturday, the Storm take on the Titans at AMI Stadium, I uh, Park. A uh, Storm open up a dollar eleven to uh, six dollars twenty. I think injuries is playing a toll mm. on this Titans team. I think the Storm are doing well enough, and the injuries that the Titans are experiencing at the minute. Put it massively in the Storm's hands. I I give this maybe 14 points to the Storm, mm. especially at home. Yeah, fair enough. Um, second game then on Saturday. You'd be tuning in for this one. Yeah, Roosters good. versus Wests. Uh, not as big odds as you would have thought. Um, obviously, last week's results playing into this. Roosters opened up at $1.17. West Tigers opened at $5.10. Um, the last time they played was a similar time frame round 23 last year the Roosters were victorious 72 points to 6 don't think it would be that big a margin but I would back the Roosters for this one yeah I, think, I think I'd like to see how West go I want to see a performance I don't necessarily care what result mm. but if we see a performance I can be very happy ending in, heading into the off season that you know maybe things are not turning that they'll be Premiership challenges, but they'll they'll be competitive. I think the news of Aiden Caesar broke there today. Was it that he's coming back for the Tigers as well? 
Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see what they do yeah, next year. Pick. Yeah, you can hardly pick up like in all fairness to him. Then the last game on Saturday at ten thirty five in GAO Stadium, uh, Raiders take on the Broncos. Uh, Raiders open up at three dollars to the Broncos one dollar thirty eight. I think momentum and say say performances tips the Broncos in this. I think they're going in. I think they're good. I think the Broncos are going to push the Panthers to this minor premiership. Yeah, maybe right. Um, and I think the Raiders just might be a bridge too far. Now it's a real in in what happens after this two games. If the Raiders can put a performance, you're going happy into the finals. Mm. Like, but I just think if the Broncos put put the score on you, use and yeah. not looking in good shape for the Panthers. The only thing I would I look biased as always. Good styles make fights. And the Raiders played the Broncos up in Suncorp early in the year. Yeah. If the Broncos had opened the season five and, and zip, yeah. Raiders were maybe two and three, two and, three yeah. and turned them over in Suncorp. So yeah, I don't think it's, it's, don't think it's going to happen again. Uh, fool me once and all that. But <laughs> I just put an asterisk that I'd be, I'd be quietly confident we can put up a good performance, which is what I'm looking for heading into the final. Um, first game on Sunday, 5am, the Desi Derby. Uh, doggies versus Manly. Uh, Manly open up at a dollar forty seven. The doggies open up at two sixty sixty nine. And um, so look, it is quite close. Uh, previous matchup round one, the Sea Eagles put the doggies at the sort of thirty one six. I back the Sea Eagles, but I also back the doggies to play them close. I'd be interested to see what the team she is tomorrow with the yeah. Manly. Just to see, yeah. I don't think I think all tips coming out of Manly is that. Schuster is going to reserve grid, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see. And as you tip, as you said before, JKR, I'd love to see him get a crack. Yeah, get a, like, get a good get run, a, get good run, and, uh, and go into the. We may as well do it now, and um, yeah. they can't make the eight. So let's just see what this fella has over a consistent period. Yeah, and then the last game, then seven oh five on Sunday, McDonald Jones Stadium. Knights take on the Sharks. Knights open up with a dollar sixty eight to the Sharks two two fifteen. Uh, if anything form is the one that's driving this I think and especially at home I think they got a serious crowd in mm. in Don Jones Stadium there last week and I think it's going to be full again this week um, and that's massive even Kevin Poggins, Ponga said he's probably looking up and seeing that top two tiers full yeah it's going to be something that's going to stick with him so you can see a big game from him uh, and this brings them if they win that's eight in a row that's massive going into the finals so I think my head goes nights but don't be surprised if the Sharks can turn them over well look the one thing I would say is this fixture looks wildly more interesting than it did eight weeks ago yeah definitely um, in which case we would have been uh, chalking it off to having a lion on a Sunday <laughs> no quite just yeah look I think that's probably the eyes of it probably the fixture of the round and uh, the game to train get in, get on and see be it delay coverage or whatever but uh yeah um i'm leaning sharks in this one i just think i think seven in a row eight in a row it's it just gets harder to keep yeah that. keep going um so yeah statistics alone are going sharkies because then they, they, they're blocked off um Look, I'm kind of obviously shouting for the Sharkies because the, the Knights are putting us under pressure. I would like to see hopefully get us get an opening, uh, a home tie for the first knockout. 
game we're playing with Saul obviously for obvious reasons but it's going to be a great game but yeah that concludes this week's episode That's so it. one more week to go and then we're finals bound finals bound uh, won't be talking about certain sides anymore we'll be we'll be hanging the west <laughs> and power and power rankings will be a lot shorter yeah um, but yeah an 18 power ranking <laughs> yeah. um, which then drops to 6 and then yeah. drops to yeah but look um, that's all for me that's me done too thank you and we'll Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.